Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. Let's talk about building your network, whether personal, professional, or both. A network is a wonderful web of people with whom you share mutually supportive relationships. It doesn't matter if you like networking or not. It's necessary for advancing a career. We're going to define networking, consider key questions that will guide you in creating or expanding your network, and we're going to explore networking in the virtual world. So, what's a network? It's a web of intentionally created and connected relationships characterized by mutual support. Networking is action-oriented and goal-directed. It relies on human connections and contact. It's not a one-way street that only benefits one person. It can really be a component of a person's professional support system. Now, I want you to know it's an intentional activity that's rooted in a purpose. You may hear that and think that it sounds self-serving, and in some ways it is. Networking is supposed to serve you and to serve you well. In reality, it also serves the other people with whom you're networking. Understanding that we all have self-interests is important in understanding networks. It's also important to understand that serving our own self-interest does not mean that we can't help another person advance their interests. The best networking offers both parties the opportunity to give and to get. A woman in an association that I belong to asked me for coffee to discuss how she can get traction on getting published. We met, I gave her ideas, and offered to introduce her to some of the magazine editors that I write for. At the end of the conversation, she asked me if there were things that she could do for me. I told her about my desire to serve on a corporate board. She said that she didn't have contacts in that sphere, but would keep her ears open. That's among the most straightforward examples of mutually serving intentions. Let's think about the actual relationships that come from networking. Some become friendships, some morph into close relationships, and others remain viable business connections. Whatever the type of relationship, friend or colleague, a good network is purposeful. It's about getting known and getting other people to want to know you and to know you for the right reasons. They should know you because of your competence, your skills, and other positive attributes. As you begin to think about enhancing your network, the first question that you have to ask yourself is, 
What do I want to be known for? Do you want to be known for your skills as a litigator? Do you want to be known for the creative approaches that you use to solving complex problems in organizations? Do you want to be known as a respected authority on leadership and organization development? However you want to be known, think about it and be sure that it's in alignment with your core values. Be sure what you want to be known for is something that you can realistically accomplish or live into. You can't advance your fantasy self. You have to advance who you are and can realistically become. As you develop clarity on what you want to be known for, remember that's your brand. It conveys the essence of who you are. If this is something you're really interested in, watch my YouTube segment on advancing your personal brand. The next question you need to ask is, who do you need to meet and who needs to meet you? I advise people to make a chart of the people that they want to include in their networks. There should be a column that identifies the potential contact, a column that identifies why you want them in your network, and a column that identifies what you have to offer to the relationship. It's also important to identify any links that you have to the person. All right, let's move from defining network and defining your purpose to the nuts and bolts of how to network. This is more than attending cocktail parties, luncheons, and dinners. Don't make the mistake of just lining up a bunch of social or business events that you're going to attend. Take the time to research activities and events that are interesting to you. Beyond interesting, they should be places where you can connect with the people that you want to meet and people who may want to meet you. The guiding question here goes back to the chart that you created. That question is, who should be in my network? Networking is, at its core, a learning opportunity. You'll have the opportunity to learn about another person, their unique skills, their interests, and their activities. It also offers opportunities for you to learn about unfolding and emerging trends. The intelligence that you gain from having a robust network of savvy insiders is invaluable. Think of networking as a series of discoveries. You'll discover more about your industry. You may discover job, promotion, and service opportunities. If you're going to be a discoverer, you have to enter networking with an openness to listening and learning. The act of face-to-face -face networking begins with making the initial contact. If you're face-to-face, -face, get comfortable approaching people and introducing yourself. What kinds of questions do learners ask when they meet new people or connect again with past colleagues? Beyond obvious questions like, who are you, where do you work, and what's your role? You know, those questions are pretty trite and they're really non-starters. So think about asking, if you're an attorney, 
You may want to ask the other person's opinion on proposed legislation impacting your industry. If you're a physician, you may want to ask a person about how they're managing a particular practice management issue. If you're an event planner, you may ask the person what they're doing to move forward in virtual meetings. Ask questions that go beyond the surface. Ask questions that show you are well-versed and well-rounded. Engage the other person in interesting, thought-provoking conversation. Build the type of communication skills that show you're an intelligent person with whom it would be worthwhile to connect. Steer away from contentious topics and conflict when you're in the early stages of building a new relationship. Don't gossip or give ear to gossip. If inappropriate conversations come up, it's fine to excuse yourself and move on. Get comfortable asking for support and assistance in building your network. When people say, you really need to meet so-and-so, ask that person to facilitate the connection. That is so much better than trying to cold call on someone you want to meet. Let's move to LinkedIn, Doximity, and other platforms that are networking tools. Make the time to craft a page that reflects your purpose in your profession, that highlights your experience, and calls attention to your unique competencies. Use a current professional headshot, not a selfie that you took at your desk. Be sure that the writing is crisp, clear, and compelling. Simply refining your presence on these platforms is not enough. Once you have a really good page, it's time to start reaching out to current and past colleagues. There are some people who think that it's good to reach out to people that they want to meet with a cold request. I challenge that approach. I think it's like spam. Build your network first by connecting with people you know or have known. Then take the time to review their contacts to see if there's anyone you want to meet. Ask the mutual contact to make the introduction. This will position you as a credible business contact, not an electronic stalker. There are a few unspoken, common sense things that I want to add about electronic or virtual networking. Think very carefully about what you post. Whatever you post should be reflective of your brand. It should reflect the best of who you are. Pay attention to things like straightforward language, grammar, and punctuation. Keep your politics off of your professional networking pages, unless you're a politician or a lobbyist. Fewer, more powerful posts have more impact than daily musings or hourly rantings. The same applies to Twitter. A few well-placed, well-worded tweets that advance your image have more power than hourly meandering about whatever's on your mind. The goal is to be strategic in any and all contact 
that you have with people in your network and people who have the potential to connect you to others. Never ever forget the distinction between social media used to promote your career and social media used for fun. There are distinct differences. If you have any doubts about whether you should post something, just don't post it. And for heaven's sake, don't get involved in tweet wars or other open conflict on social media. I want to move to social graces. They are the spoken and unspoken guides for conduct. Social graces are the behaviors that demonstrate our refinement. They are the skills that demonstrate our ability to behave appropriately and politely in any social situation. They're reflected in our behavior, our manners, and etiquette. Demonstrating mastery of social graces is important when we're networking. Frankly, they're just important. The most basic social graces include things like please, thank you, and you're welcome. These are the bare minimum. The thank you part is one that I want to emphasize. If you don't have a stack of thank you notes, buy them today. Take the time to go beyond emails to thank people for things that they've done for you. Stand out in a positive way by using pen and paper to express your gratitude. If you haven't already taught this social grace to your children, start today. My friend Amy Hessler tells her children that if they don't send a thank you note for a gift, they have to give it back. One of my neighbors does not let her sons cash checks or spend money given to them as gifts until they've sent the thank you note. Now, to some of you, these examples may sound extreme. They're not. Teach yourself and your offspring how to be a step above by demonstrating this simple social grace. While we're on the subject of thank you, of demonstrating gratitude, I want to touch on how we leave jobs. Most of us in transition from one position to another, either because we want to or because we have to, need to know how to leave with grace. I suggest thinking through the three people who have helped, supported, or encouraged you. These will be people that you want to keep in your network. When you leave, write a short note thanking them for whatever they did for you. Consider buying them a small gift as a token of gratitude. It can be a bottle of their favorite wine, a book related to one of their hobbies, a gift certificate to their favorite restaurant. Whatever you select, it should be a gift that recognizes who they are, what matters to them, and your sincere appreciation. The last thing I'm going to say about social graces is about conduct. That means don't cuss, control your drinking in public situations. I was mortified when a young physician had too much to drink and started cussing and fussing about a sensitive patient issue at a reception with leaders from his hospital. 
It was his first time in the company of the executives, and he made a horrible impression. And that was a lasting impression. Thinking more about conduct, if you dance, don't strut your stuff with a lot of gyrating sexy moves at business functions. In short, just keep your conduct tasteful. If you have questions about whether something is tasteful, just don't do it. The last thing I want to cover about networking is the package. Take inventory of your wardrobe. Be dispassionate. I suggest having a stylist work with you on refining your wardrobe and your entire look. If that doesn't fit in your budget, buy a book on professional appearance and attire. At a minimum, don't wear shoes that are not polished or that have walked over heels. Make sure your pants are hemmed so they're not dragging the floor. Make sure that your shirt or your blouse doesn't pull over your belly or your boobs. Don't forget to take a look in the mirror and see the rear view. Pants and skirts should not be hugging cheeks. The back of jackets need to fall from the shoulders without hugging the back. These are areas where it's important to have an unbiased opinion. We sometimes see ourselves through a funhouse mirror that distorts our perceptions and makes us see ourselves through the eyes of our fantasies. 10 pounds lighter, 10 years younger. You know what your funhouse mirror tells you. An important point for women is makeup. One of the best things my niece did for me was to tell me that my makeup looked dated. She suggested, well, actually she insisted, that I go to the MAC counter for a makeover, and it was great. I got new products, new techniques, and a fresh contemporary look. If you're in a professional realm, your makeup should be subtle, sophisticated, and send the right impression. Now, I have another bias. I think everybody needs a little makeup. I've heard women say that they don't have time to pay attention to that. Well, you don't have time not to. Invest effort in making your natural features stand out. A last point for everyone is hair. Keep it cut, combed, and styled in a professional manner. Now, I, I tell you, I'm just not a big fan of blue, purple, orange, and pink hair. Give serious consideration about whether that look serves you well in your particular environment. If you work in an artsy environment, that's fine. But if you're in a more conservative environment, reconsider that choice. It's time to wrap up. I think we've covered the essentials of networking, it's a reciprocal relationship that benefits both parties. It's purposeful. Begin with clarity about who you are and who you want in your network. Think seriously about what you can offer to anyone that you opt to connect with in your personal and professional life. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. 
Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world. Thank you.